0: Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Easy Conversations podcast, a podcast about having easy conversations. I'm your host, Furkan Dandia. In this week's episode, I'm excited to welcome Brian Reeves. Brian is a former United States Air Force captain, and after surviving multiple dark nights of the soul, Brian is now a life coach and relationship coach supporting men, women, and couples all over the world to creating thriving lives and relationships. His viral blog, Choose Her Every Day or Leave Her, has been read by over 30 million people worldwide. His two books on Amazon, including Tell the Truth, Let the Peace Fall Where It May, and his online courses, including the boundaries program, Relationships Suck Without Boundaries, have helped countless thousands of people across the globe make sense of love and intimacy's often frustrating senselessness. In this episode, Brian shares his journey of letting his fears and wounds hold him back from accepting the vulnerability of a relationship. It was not until he truly embodied himself and stepped into the discomfort of feeling vulnerable that he could not accept a relationship entirely. Brian and I also discussed some healthy tools people can use in their relationships regarding communication and conflict resolution. Brian also shares the context behind his book choose her every day or leave her and what that means for him. Please connect with Brian on Instagram or go to his website at www.brianreeves.com. And if at the end of the episode, you can leave a five-star review, I would truly appreciate it. All right, Brian, welcome to the Easy Conversations podcast. Thank you for taking the time and your willingness to come on here and have this conversation with me. I'm super excited. I've been familiar with your work for a while, and and I'll share a little bit of story around how I came across your name. But before we get started, I want to give you an opportunity to to introduce yourself and share with the listeners what is that what is it that you do and and, uh, some of the work you've been doing so far.
1: Well, thanks for con. Nice to meet you. Uh, Nice to see you. And so uh, my name is Brian Reeves, Brian with a Y Reeves. That's very important to me. Spell my name with a Y because my own sister many, many years ago (laughs) would spell my name with an I maybe just to irritate me. I'm not sure. (laughs) But anyway, um, wow. Well, you know, I'm, I, I like to say I'm a 48 years exquisitely aged man. Uh, I do relationship work largely. I'm a men's coach. I'm a relationship coach. I really specialize in working with men right now, although I've been working with couples for, for many years, I'm really focusing on working with men because you know, for the first, mm, let's see from 18 to say 38 in my life. So for the first 20 years of my adult dating and relationship life, I sucked at relationships, Mm -hmm. I I was really bad. Um, and I didn't do the, the, the overtly terrible things like cheat on my partners or or physically abuse them or even verbally abuse them. I didn't do those kinds of things, but I, I made every other mistake that you could possibly make. And, uh, you know, it's just having great intentions. And, um, so yeah, it wasn't really until my late thirties, about 10 years ago that I started getting a clue that, that, hmm, maybe there's, maybe I'm doing something wrong. (laughs) Maybe I'm. I don't really like to use the word wrong, but maybe I'm unskillful at this. And, uh, you know, I'm very educated. I was an Air Force captain, a United States Air Force captain. Uh, You know, I was very trained. Um, I have a master's degree in human relations that I got in my 20s. Mm -hmm. You know, I got three sisters, two mothers. Like, you know, if any. I was educated and smart and and you know i knew how to be around women and still my relationships just sucked yeah so that's when about 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 uh, 10 12 years ago i I really started throwing myself into learning about relationships and and um you know here i am today now working with couples still and and men predominantly on relationship stuff
0: yeah well thank you for sharing that and and i'm sure we'll get into it and a lot of what you shared resonates for me too and and i think what i've come to realize is it's not your education necessarily it's it's your willingness to look inward and and do that work um and recognizing to your point that we're making mistakes and uh, i think around that 30 year kind of mark is where a lot of us figure that out if if we really want to right and and you see it it's like some people never do um for me what really inspired me about the work uh you're doing i came across Uh, you on the Mark Groves podcast Mm. several years ago and at the time I was going through a separation and I was worried about how um, that was going to impact my relationship with my son and I remember how you shared your own story of repairing with your father uh, going through a similar experience as a a child so that gave me a lot of peace so I'm grateful Mm. to have this opportunity Mm. to thank you yeah, uh, not in person but virtually. So thank you for sharing that story because that yeah, really helped me at the time. Um, but yeah, so so I mean, with the book as well. So I you've got mm-hmm. your book there, choose her mm-hmm. everyday. What's the idea behind the book? And and is there a component of doing our own healing as men? Yeah. Where we could show up and, and choose our partners in the right way.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So the my book, Choose Her Every
0: Day or Leave Her
1: was born of, of my realization that the, at least up until you know, 40, 41 years old, uh, when I started writing that book, uh, I, I realized that the most important intimate relationship of my life, which, which lasted five years up to that point, I stayed in it for five years, but I did not choose this woman that I stayed with fully. I did not choose her every day. in fact, I was half in, half out every day for five years, even when my mouth would say that I was all in, so much about my actions, my behaviors, uh, I was not all in and she felt that. and <clears throat> you know I see this I see this spiral a lot for 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 men and women, particularly heterosexual relationships where. Um, and it doesn't always, you know, I mean, there's, there's no always anything when it comes to relationships, Mm -hmm. but there are patterns and I was caught in this pattern where I was waiting for some perfect relating from my partner. And so long as that wasn't happening, I was not able to fully go all in on the relationship. Mm -hmm. I felt trapped by the experience and I don't want to feel trapped. I want to feel free. That's the, you know, the core masculine value is freedom. And I wanted to feel anything that causes me to feel not free is extremely painful and frightening. Mm -hmm. And by that, that, that was my experience in the relationship. And so she could feel that well, her, she was always agitating for more connection. She wanted to feel more connected to me. Um, and the more, or the, or I should say that the, well, the less I was able to, to, to be all in committed choosing her every day, the, the more she felt threatened that our connection was not stable or reliable. And she was right, mm-hmm. but because neither one of us had any awareness around this, she, in her case, she just got more angry and more demanding. And, and it's like her, her claws came out to, to, to get me closer to her. And the more her claws came out, the more I checked out of the relationship. And the more I checked out, the more her claws came out. And it was just yeah. this brutal, horrible cycle for five years mm-hmm. that I think by the end we both were just exhausted and frustrated and angry and resentful and pissed off. And neither one of us knew how the hell this had just happened. Right. So um, you know, the the so I I'm married now. I'm seven years with my wife and I met her when I was 41 and I I am, I, I, you know, choose her every day or leave her. You know, if if you're, are are you in a relationship for
0: Not right now. No, I'm, I'm doing my own healing and work right now. Okay.
1: (laughs) So, you know, when you're in relationship, I don't, I don't care how much work you've done. I, I did a lot of work as well when I was single before I met my wife and, And I think that that is, has great value, but nothing, nothing compares to actually being in relationship. There's a whole new level of work that happens when you're in relationship. And, you know, I, I, I've always chosen strong-willed, independent women who, uh, you know, wouldn't, won't let me push them around for a second. Yeah. And. You know the 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 practice of choosing her every day is, I think, is a is a call. Since we're talking about you know speaking to men in your question, I think that you know this this title this practice is is confronting to men
0: mm-hmm. because
1: relationship is an obligation of sorts. It is a it is a bonding. It's a bondage. It is a it is a. I think relationship done well is a devotional practice. You know, I heard someone say once, "There's no such thing as ninety nine percent committed <laughs> right <laughs> you either you're you're all in or you're not that, 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 you know devotion means I say no to all other things that would distract me from my devotional practice, whether you devotional your to devo, devo, your devotional practices is a meditation practice or a sp- mm-hmm. some spiritual or religious practice. I mean, you say no to the things that will distract you from that practice. And I, I think the same is true for relationship. I, notice I didn't, I'm not devoted to my wife's ego. Mm-hmm. I'm not devoted to my wife's whims. I'm not devoted to her you know, capricious desires like one day or this way and the next day or that way. No, but I am devoted to the relationship. I am all in on this relationship and I'm all in on on. You know, all that my wife brings to it
0: right yeah 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 and, it's important to note like you said you know you could do your own healing like what i'm doing and, and you mentioned you were doing and i kind of use the sports analogy right you can practice the plays all you want but until you're not playing the game you're not really tested and and those, that's where we get right. tested in relationships where yeah. we get triggered and we have to take those opportunities to understand why we're being triggered and have those conversations with our with our partner and even with the devotion piece like you said there's uh you know you see a lot of men they'll be devoted to their sports team right like right right they won't they won't cheer for any other team like it's unconditional whether right. the team is losing or winning and and we don't tend to do that with our relationships
1: i think that's a great point in fact a lot of men will look down on other men who abandon their sports team in a time of uh, in, a, <laughs> in a in an era of trouble and dysfunction when they're losing i absolutely agree i think the, the 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 same is true for for our intimate relationships now that's not to say that if you know if if my sports team is doing horrible things in the world if they're if the management yep. is is mistreating employees if they're just if they're not serving the community well i mean if it's a dysfunctional relationship well, it's important that we have boundaries. The accountability is important. You know, my, my I don't push my wife around and she doesn't push me around. We have healthy yeah. boundaries. You know, we, we we maintain a respectful stance towards each other. Yeah. But, but yes, there are seasons. There are seasons of sexual attraction where some seasons, man, you're hot and heavy and just can't keep your hands off each other. And there are other seasons where other things are more preoccupying your mind. I mean, especially if you have children or just it's a a busy season at work or uh, just all kinds of things, maybe sickness or illness or, or you just, you just reach a lull. All of that can be worked with. Yeah. But it requires, it does require, I believe in my experience, it does require the, the, the orientation of devotion. I am devoted to, and, and please hear me again. I'm not devoted to my wife's ego. Mm -hmm. I am, but I am devoted to, having a thriving relationship with my wife. That's my devotional practice. It's to, it's to supporting our relationship towards thriving. I'm devoted to that. And sometimes that means, well, often it means, you know, checking my own behavior, investigating my own agendas and where am I out of integrity? Sure. All those things but it also means making sure that i have boundaries with her so that she's also not doing things that don't serve us or the relationship you know it's it's a it's a it's a mutual dance or 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 it's a or it's an
0: ugly dance if any mutual right right and and what does that look like for you guys in terms of like supporting each other's growth because quite often uh you know i see people they'll they'll make their independent growth or individual growth dependent on how their partner's showing up or what they're doing, how do you guys support each other in that space? And, and, you know, what type of conversations do you have in that regard?
1: Yeah, it's a great question. You know, I, um, it's a really great question. Cause I, I hear from a lot of people, how do I get my partner to, X to whatever, to do something, to do this, to do that, to not do this. How do I get them to go to therapy? How do I get them to show up, whatever? And I, I, uh, my response is you can't get them to do anything they don't want to do on some level right. that they are yeah. inspired or want to do. And if you could get them to do it, th- then it probably won't go well. Right. Cause they're, they, you know, they won't respect themselves for doing it. And then you won't respect them either. It just won't go well. So, I you know, my wife and I both practice relationship as invitation, not obligation. I' mm. I'm not obligated to do certain things, and she's not obligated, but we 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 live as an invitation to what we want to experience. So wh- what I mean by that is um, growth is uh, a, is a core value for both of us. I I was in a relationship that 5-year relationship where my partner did not prioritize growth in the mm. same way that I did. Now I didn't I didn't understand this. I didn't have the language to talk about it, but that was a massive disconnect between us. My partner and I we both value growth. So when know so we we support each other in all the ways that we're see that we're trying to grow you know she does a lot of therapy she's a therapist therapy is her path i i i do some therapy but not as much as she does because it's not it's it's not the path that has typically historically worked well for me um i do other things that support my growth and she supports those other things even though she wouldn't do them necessarily she wouldn't Right. right um now when one of us is showing up in a way that is hurtful to the other we 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 give that feedback the way that we, and it might just sound as simple as you know the, the way that what you're going through what you're doing right now what you're the, what, what, the way you're talking to me or the way whatever's going on for you i don't like it it doesn't feel mm-hmm. good this isn't working for me we we need to we need to figure something out because this doesn't feel good notice i'm not saying you need to do something different. You need to do X, Y, Z. You need to fix this. You need you, 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 Noah. This, this isn't working for me. I don't feel good. What you're doing isn't working for me. What you're doing is, is hurting me. Whatever. That's feedback. So we're giving, we're giving feedback to each other. Always constantly, not criticism. I I define criticism as simply direction given that isn't being asked for. That's criticism. Mm-hmm. you know it's a it's a i think it's a it's a it's a nice way to think about it because i think a lot of women in particular men too will, will say well i'm not critical but i'm constantly giving advice yeah well that's a form of criticism it's a way of again giving direction that's not being asked for um i don't want direction that i'm not asking for <laughs> mm-hmm. i think and 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 uh quite frankly neither does my wife yeah yeah but but feedback I need. I have to, if I'm, if I'm doing something that is hurting her or that is causing her to feel disconnected from me, she has to tell me because if she doesn't tell me, I I don't even stand a chance of, of addressing it. Mm -hmm. But as she tells me now, okay, now, well, we're, we're dancing together. Okay. Now I can explore for ways to address that so that we come back into a a good place with each other.
0: Right. Right. And it's so important that you mention that The feedback because you almost have to create that container to have those conversations, because to your point, if you're giving that advice and it's not necessarily asked for from the other person, even though if we have good intentions and we mean well, Mm -hmm. it won't be received well. Right. And the other person may just feel attacked. And it's so important to have that, to your point, dance where you have that container where both people feel safe having those conversations.
1: Yeah, definitely, and and even when I I remember I, I was having a bad day once, and um, my wife came into my office, and I was just grumpy, and I was just I don't know things weren't going well that day, and and she picked up my phone and said, "Call your call your you call Tate. He's you know my childhood best friend and my business partner." She's like, "Call him. Like you need to like just connect with you know connect, go connect with the man." My first reaction was, "Back the fuck off." don't tell me what I'm supposed to do right now. Like literally back the fuck off was my first reaction. Now she was absolutely right.
0: Yeah.
1: And it's in sense of that would have helped me. It would have served me well, but that doesn't, you know, telling me what to do doesn't work for me in that way, unless I'm asking for it. Mm -hmm. You know, now I can't remember. I don't even remember how we, we, we got through that. I know we did. We probably, we were probably laughing about it within five minutes, but, um, uh, you know, it's, it, again, every couple has to find their way about how do you, how do you support each other in the ways that work for each other? Right. Right. You know, other, other people might not have a problem with that. You know, another guy might be like, yeah, 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 you're right. Okay. I'll, I'll call him and it'd be fine. But me, I don't like to be told what to do um, mm-hmm. unless I'm
0: asking for direction. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that's a great example. And, and I guess when when you say chooser every day, you know, often, and to your point, it's showing that support and it's choosing the person the way they are, right? And uh, to expand on that, what does that look like for you? And and what do you explore in the book in terms of how do you choose the other person every day?
1: It's a great question. Well, there's, there's a chapter in the book where I illuminate that it is a fallacy to think that that, I get to stay the same person I am today when I enter into a relationship. Mm. Like there's the, there is this, this popular trope, you know, you you need to accept the person you love for who they are. And I absolutely agree that that's actually true. And though we, we often use that as, as an excuse. So you, you need to accept me as I am. If I'm going to be in a relationship, you have to take me as I am. It's a bit of a paradox because yes, that's true. And if you expect that you're going to be the same ignorant fool who is good at being single, who's good at being by yourself, that two, three, four, seven, ten 10 years into the relationship, you get to still be that person. You are in for a painful, painful <laughs> disillusionment <Right. laughs> experience. Yeah. Relationship changes you. It's supposed to. And I think that's the, You know, the beautiful thing about relationship, when we're doing it consciously, intentionally, having the sometimes really difficult conversations we need to have, we are evolving and growing. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't want, I wouldn't want my wife to stay her, you know, her her 30-year-old mentality for the rest of our lives together. That would just be weird. I want her to be growing and evolving and, and having, you know, deeper understandings about life and love and relationship and me and herself. Like I want to be the beneficiary of that richness that she's exploring and discovering as our life, as her life goes on. And that's a beautiful gift, right? And vice versa. She doesn't want me to be the same fool that she met seven years ago. Right. Um, And every day, I want to wake up and both look at this woman I'm I'm waking up next to and say to myself, I am all in on this woman today. Mm. And I want to know that she's looking at me and saying, I'm all in on this buffoon today. <laughs> you know, that we're all in on each other today. That that's really it's the it's the, you know, I asked this question in the book, you know, why are you choosing your partner today? Ask yourself if you're in a relationship. Why are you choosing this person? And and I and I and I I I, I tell you, it's okay if you don't know why every day. So we all have bad days. Yeah, we all have days where I look at the person and go, "God, this would be so much easier to just be alone." <laughs> or this is so hard. Do I have to do this today? You know, and maybe we can take a day off here and there once in a while. You know, I say I say that that's actually quite healthy to take some yeah. days off from time to time. But, you know, I, I'm choosing my wife because I am, as I said, I am devoted to thriving in relationship. I'm devoted to to, to learning how to be a loving human being, to being a heart-centered, heart-connected man. And, and my wife is an extraordinary partner with me in that dance. Mm-hmm. Does she do everything perfectly the way I would want her to? Hell no. <clears throat> and vice versa. Yep does am i never frustrated with her no of course not you know like do we have our challenges and struggles oh yeah we do but i am all in on the woman that she is because um well
0: because i am yeah yeah and you don't want them to do everything your way anyways as much as a lot of people fantasize about that um Yeah. Right. Yeah. There'd be a lot of resentment and irritation with that too. I suppose well,
1: well, you know, my wife is very different from me. There's a reason I didn't marry someone just like me. Yeah, we would hate each other. I would be so annoyed with this person. Or either that or probably if I married someone just like me, we would be living in different rooms in the house. We'd be roommates. Yeah. I'd probably be a great roommate to me, but I would not be a great intimate partner to me. That would not go well. Yeah. Um and that's there therein lies the dance. you know, we choose someone who is very different. She brings very different gifts to the world to my to my life than I bring. And you're you're totally right, man. we we get into we choose someone very different from us, and then we like the the, the very things we chose them for then become the things we reject in them. right? Like like emotions. My wife's very emotional. Mm-hmm. When I first met her, I mean, the minute I met her, I, f- I felt like someone had just pushed me into the deepest ocean. I could feel her oozing with with sweetness and emotion and depth, and I was intoxicating. That's not me. i'm i I I, you know, I, I came through the military. I'm raised a boy in this culture, uh, very athletic into sports a lot. Like I was my, my emotional body was severed. A long time ago, I've been doing the work of reconnecting that again, partly why I chose her, Mm -hmm. but okay. Now I'm with this really emotional woman and I'm really disconnected from my emotions. Holy shit, you know, so here she is coming with all her emotions, but I'm not, I'm not, I, if I, you know, I'm rejecting my own emotions. How am I going to accept hers? Yeah. You know, again, it's, it's, it's part of the alchemy of, of relationship. It is, it is alchemy. It's like take two common metals and create, create gold. Yeah. But it's, but it, it requires fire Absolutely. And, and and time and knowledge and pressure. I mean the the, the, the you know the, the alchemists were they they were onto something i don't know if it was actual gold they were creating but there's an alchemical process that that we we people if we want to you know i, I maybe relationship isn't the only way but certainly a a one of the most powerful ways i think available to us
0: right yeah and and how was that adjustment period for both of you right cuz obviously her being emotional must have been a little bit different for her to come across someone like yourself and vice versa like how are you guys able to navigate that space because often you know what when when one person's too emotional and the other person doesn't show the same emotions it's like it can be exhausting
1: oh 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 we failed we broke up four months in both of us were like what the fuck is happening i don't think we can do this mm-hmm. we, it was it, I, we hit a wall um we didn't really know what was happening we did not have good uh coaching or therapeutic support at the time. Um we were working with someone who did not also did not know how mm-hmm. to hold what what was happening for us. So we we broke up. Uh she broke up with me actually. And in that breakup though, something happened for me personally, something I I cracked. Because mm-hmm. here I was this man who some 41 my my blogs are literally being read by millions of people. Like, and my, these are blogs on relationships, mind you. Mm. Like, I, I'm being seen as a relationship expert all over the world. You know, I'm coaching people. And this is seven years, seven, eight years ago. Yeah. I'm a world renowned, you know, relationship expert. And my girlfriend just broke up with me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, talk about a moment, man. Yeah. I mean, that was like, wow. And, I remember, I remember the day she broke up with me because I was, um, I was speaking at a conference in a, in a big conference hall. And if you've been to like convention centers, you know, they're they're cavernous, they're massive, they're cavernous. The ceilings are high. It's like, you know, big, big giant rooms. And, um, what's crazy for Khan is that the night before I had a dream that she was going to break up with me. Now I had no indication this was coming. But I had a dream she was gonna break up with me, and that afternoon, I was in another city, and uh she called me at the end of the of the day, the end of my of this conference, and I'm in the the convention hall, and you know people are filtering out. It's kind of empty, and the moment I heard her voice, I knew she's breaking mm. up with me. Mm. She didn't do it on the phone, but I fucking knew what was coming. like she yeah. made it clear this is what's happening and um. I remember sitting in the hallway, sitting in that giant convention center. My life, everything in my life was succeeding in the ways I dreamed of for so long. And yet love felt, it's like my heart just walked out the door. Mm. And I sat there feeling the vast meaninglessness of everything that I was had created and was experiencing. You know the admiration from people around the world, the the blogs succeeding, you know, making money as a coach, like all all of these things that were succeed. None of it meant anything. Mm. Now, I'm I'm not I I've never been suicidal, so I don't really know that experience fully. But I felt it felt as if I was walking around in in the mindset within which men commit suicide. Yeah. Because what's the point of any of this mm-hmm. that cracked me open that cracked something in me or that we were apart for three weeks and something happened to me in that time that, that, that it's like it cracked another layer around of, of armor that had been around my heart Yeah. that I had to hurt. So I had to be gutted such that we got back together because we had occasion, some serendipitous event happened, and we had occasion to have a conversation three weeks after we had separated, where she felt me so cracked open, so in my heart, so in my in my feelings, you could say. Mm-hmm. And 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 she heard again the language of devotion. You know, I remember telling her, like I wasn't begging her to come back. Yeah. I passed that stage. I did beg her at one point. I was like, I was angry, like, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? But I remember I I was past that. I was surrendered. I was like, okay, this is happening. And but I was so cracked open. I was just, and I was just like, all, all I ever wanted to do was figure out how to love you, to learn how to love mm-hmm. you. Noth, none of this other stuff ever mattered. And it still doesn't matter. And that's all I ever wanted. And like she heard me speaking from that devotional yeah. place, place of surrender. And um, you know, she she tells me to this day that was the first time she actually fell in love with me was after we had broken up and in that conversation so you know you it it was not easy it Mm. was and 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 by the way it's not like all of a sudden you know rainbows came out and everything was great (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) yeah yeah. we still had another year and a half two years of oh my god what is why is this so hard what is happening why are we facing this what is it you know all of our stuff coming up and, and yeah. coming out. So, you know, it, it, I was counsel couples. It takes time. Yeah. Expect it to take time.
0: Even when you think you know what you're doing. Right. Right. And it sounds like you both were devoted and you know, and I think what the way I look at it is like, as long as you guys are both going in the same direction, that's what matters. Right. And and sometimes you may have to wait for the other person cause they're having their time or their own mm-hmm. season. And, but it sounds like you were both devoted to to make it work and figure it out yeah. and, and probably saw that commitment from each other, which kind of, uh, motivated you to keep going. Right.
1: Definitely. Yeah, for sure, man. Yeah. Both of us, I mean, seven years together, you know, I'm amazed couples have been together 20 years, 25, 40 years. I have worked with a couple that was with, with these, with 45 years, they were together before they started doing the work. Yeah. I have respect for anybody who is in a long-term relationship. I don't care the state of it. It it is, it is, it is no small feat to Mm -hmm. spend years with one other human being. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Fair enough. And, and then I guess shifting over a little bit, you mentioned with anyone, you know, throughout time, hopefully the other person and yourself are both evolving and growing. Now, I guess, as you say in your book, or leave her. So, if, yeah. if there's a, an yeah. aspect of, because yeah. often we do evolve and we go in different directions or we go grow in different directions. Is that kind of what you're getting at? If you can't choose that person every day based on how they're growing and evolving, then there's no point in sticking yeah. around, right? I know that sounds a bit dark, but is that the idea there? Well,
1: So I've worked with couples that wrestled with this question quite a, quite a bit. I'm, I'm actually working with a couple right now together, 17 years, Mm -hmm. who is, they've got children, teenage children, and they're sitting in the question of, do we, do we keep going? And, and, and the wife is, she's all in. She wants to keep going. Husband is, he's not sure he wants to. Mm. Right. So we're sitting in this question of, of what do you do now? Obviously I can't tell anyone what they should do. I mean, you know, everyone has to decide for themselves what, what the right path is. But one of the things that I, one of the, when I was in that five year relationship that I wasn't choosing my partner every day, what I did not realize, and I think I shared this a little bit, tried to at least alluded to this. I don't know that I really landed the point, but when by my not being all in on her, it was torture for her. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize it was also torture for me. Yeah. But it was, it was, it was torture when, when, when one partner is all in and they're ready to, to do what it takes to be all in and to, to, to build something. And the other is not. um, that was my big takeaway from that five-year experience like wow i in fact i start i start that that chapter with this sentence i tortured a good woman for five years by staying with her but never fully choosing her Mm -hmm. i think um you know there's a lot there's a lot in this book that that speaks to this you know there's a there's a chapter titled um, a man divided causes stress in his partner same thing a man divided if i'm divided and not just even about my about the relationship necessarily but a man divided about his work his purpose in his life if he when 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 we're not even clear on our orientation in our lives that stress will often be felt by our partners and can affect the relationship yeah you know this 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 and it it works in the reverse obviously also i mean course, you know, one of, one of the real important questions I think couples should ask themselves and talk about together is what is the purpose of our relationship? What is the purpose? Mm -hmm. You know, I have a friend right now who, uh, uh, a male friend who's in his fifties. Um, he, he doesn't want committed relationship right now. He's just going through some grieving. He got out of a relationship and, and he's, uh, he's a, he's a wonderful man and he is, he's. You know, capable of of taking a, a woman to depth, you know, sexually, being present with her, and and really, he's a good man. He has integrity. He's, and um, so he's, you know, having conversations around um, uh, just I'm I'm not available for a relationship, but I'm I'm available for companionship, for yeah. for the moment, and um, he's clear about that, but the challenge is that for for women and again I, obviously i can't i'm not a woman i can't speak for women i don't speak for women I, I, there are patterns that i can see right and, and 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 i'm 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 willing for any woman to 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 challenge me on on what i'm what i'm offering here but when a when a woman is is has a, has an experience of depth with a man Typically, not always, but typically that's going to be very challenging for her to, to, to let go of, Yeah, to not want more of. And I think for a lot of men, it's much easier for us to, 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 to dive in for a weekend to a deep companionship relationship experience, you know, get in, get out. Because again, our value is freedom. Our mm-hmm. predominant value is freedom. So yeah, it's great. I get in, I have my beautiful or, orgasmic experience of, you know, ultimate bliss and freedom and, and pleasure. And, and, uh, and then I'm out because I don't, I don't want the, the, the obligation of relationship. Yeah. I don't want the, all of the responsibilities that come with relationship, but my partner does, she wants connection. She wants relationship. She wants more. Well, it's very problematic. I guess it's a I'm not quite sure what I'm trying to where I'm trying to lead here. Um I'm kind of taking us down a little bit of a rabbit hole, well, I suppose. I, I guess
0: I guess a question that comes up from that is do you feel like that's true? I feel like it, the dynamics are shifting a little bit, um, because of how society's evolved. And uh I feel like a lot of women, at least the ones I've come across, also value freedom now. Um uh, because mm-hmm. they have more options too. And and if you know if one man wants to connect and they don't want that they can get that freedom from someone else. So I am seeing a bit of a shift and yeah. I don't know if it's specific to any one gender anymore.
1: Well here's what I here's what I believe and again I'm I'm willing to be wrong. Yeah. But but what I believe is what what women aren't putting up with anymore is is a man's half in half out right nature or 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 with adolescent male presence right i think it's i of course you know a woman wants to feel free just as much as a man wants to feel connected no doubt about it and in my experience um at least when a woman i think women in general mature earlier in the sense of their readiness for relationship yeah than most men do Uh I, i find that many men aren't really ready to 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 face what must be faced right in relationship until late 30s at their earliest yeah at the earliest for in 40s even and as you said earlier some men never right whereas i think again man you're right I, again i'm i'm 48 what do i know about you know <laughs> kids kids today yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's it's a different world but yeah. i guess i guess the question around Leaving the other person like because I think you have to be honest, right? If you come to a point where perhaps You know, maybe if you started a relationship five years ago and now you're at a different point and you both want different things Some people get attached to the idea of well, we spent all this time together We have mm-hmm. to make it work and the way I envision it is you know if if you're not really headed in the same direction like if you want to grow and you're your values have changed over time because we do change it's having those conversations and again it's very difficult to have
1: yeah.
0: uh, because especially if you have put in that much commitment and time and have yeah. all these memories mm-hmm. that you share together it's hard but i think you need to have those conversations right because yeah if you can't choose that person every day to your point what are you doing
1: yeah well i, I agree I, th- I think i think it's really healthy for people to check in with even their long-term partners every every year if not if not more every year have a conversation about okay you know what what do we what do we want to create this year what what's our vision for this year what's our purpose for this next chapter of our life together uh Mm -hmm. i think that that i think it's beautiful have to have those conversations and essential and and regularly not just you know, when you get engaged, and I think that's what a lot of people do. They're just winging it. I call it the wing it method of relationship or just winging it, just doing. Oh, okay. Well, step one is we date step two is we have sex. Step three is you meet my parents. Step four is eventually we get engaged and we get like, they're just, they're just, they're just checking off the boxes. Yeah. Not having the real conversations about like, why are we doing this? What is the purpose of our union of our companionship? And, and, I think a lot of couples really struggle because they are deeply at odds Mm -hmm. with why they're even why they're even
0: doing this yeah yeah i actually heard on a podcast i can't remember who it was but they said them and their partner ask each other every year are we going to do this for another year Mm. (laughs) the beginning of the year they have that conversation and to your point i think it's so valuable to to have those conversations uh, because otherwise you could be not aligned and never know.
1: Yeah. And look, and that, I think that's a great question to ask that wouldn't work for my wife and I, I don't think my wife wants to have a conversation about whether I'm going to choose her again this year. Like, yeah, I, I'm all in on my wife and should that change? I will tell her. Right. And she knows that she has that faith and trust that should that change, I'll tell her, but she otherwise yeah. doesn't really want to, she doesn't want to have it. Now we have other conversations, you know, we have, well, when we're, we don't, when we're, when we're mindful about it, we have weekly meetings where we get to bring up the stuff yeah. that's going on. We get to acknowledge each other. There, there are ongoing practices that we have that are in service of our of our daily connection, that are in service of us staying on the same page. Um, <clears throat> when, when couples don't have these kinds of conversations for many months, or in most cases, years, They get so far apart from each other. They're they're that trying to close that gap becomes and and often the gap gets closed because something catastrophic happens. Uh, An affair. An affair, maybe a sickness, um a a death in the family. Mm -hmm. You know, something catastrophic happens such that now they have to reckon. Or the kids leave, you know, they become empty nesters. I see that happen as well. Yeah, And they have to, now they're just looking at each other sort of like, well, what the fuck are we doing? Mm -hmm. And if, if you've been having these conversations for a long time, well, you know what you're doing. (laughs) You're having, you're having conscious relationship. And as things shift and adjust, you dance with that. Yeah. And I think that's the, you know, I didn't know that that's what I was aspiring to. And I think, I think on some level. I, this may be naive as well. I don't know if this is true, but I, I want to believe that on some level, everybody's aspiring to that kind of relationship. That may not be true. You know, uh, maybe, maybe many people are not, they don't, they just, I, again, I don't, I don't know. I shouldn't make assumptions about that, but I, that's my naivety and my belief in humanity. So well, if you, if you want <laughs> a healthy,
0: healthy relationship, then that's what you're aspiring for, right? Otherwise, yeah. Otherwise Where you're
1: aspiring you- for a myth. You're, aspi- yeah. you're aspiring to, to live a fantasy that doesn't exist in
0: reality. Yeah. 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 That's maybe that's yeah. a
1: better way of saying it.
0: Yeah. Well, Brian, I want to be mindful of time. Um, just as we come to an end here, anything else you want to share with the listeners that we probably didn't cover and you think is equally important. To, to bring yeah. Up?
1: Yeah. I think, I think, you know, if we're talking about relationship, I I'm always reminding people. Uh, be gentle with yourself. You know, I've never met anyone that goes into relationship thinking, I can't wait to fuck up this person's life. (laughs) You know, I I believe the vast majority of us have good intentions. We just don't have the skills. And, and, you know, there are no, I I love what Esther Perel said something about relationship experts that I, I really appreciate She says there are no such thing as relationship experts. Mm -hmm. There are only people who've spent a lot of time thinking about relationships. You know and obviously i I fall into that category i've spent a lot of time thinking about it practicing it but you know obviously i I don't have everything figured out um you know my my wife and i were together seven years and and we're still learning each other's operating systems we're still making mistakes here and there and stumbling our way to thriving you know so i i i just encourage people to be gentle on yourself and and on your partner Mm -hmm. you know um You know, the, the, the number one thing that I think my wife and I are always attempting to, to, to reassure each other is that I'm on your side. Yeah. I'm not your enemy, you know? And, and, and if there was like one thing that, that, that somebody took away from this is, is, is figure out how to be reassuring to whoever you're with that you are on their side first and foremost. Find out right. how to create that safety because when when you're connected, when you can learn how to create that connection consistently, man, you can get through anything together. Yeah. You can you can get through painful mistakes and and mishaps and this and that's. And but if you don't know how to do that, then the tiniest little thing's gonna fuck you up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's yeah. gonna throw yeah. you
0: for a loop. Yeah. You know? And to your point, it's believing it when your partner's trying to reassure you, right? And and not resisting it
1: well there's there there are skillful ways to to do that reassurance, and then there are unskillful ways to 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 <laughs> to be reassuring right right so and I think it's it's just you know we be but that's beautiful because that means we can learn skills mm-hmm. you know Absolutely. and 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 that's you know and if there are any men listening you know i i have i'd love to tell them about my elevate your relationship program, which I created for men to learn these skills, yeah. So I think I think there's a lot of work out there for women and there's a lot of work, couples-oriented work, but I think for men doing relationship work with other men, that's like almost unheard of. Right. And right. so, you know, if any man is interested in that or um um, you know, just you can find me on my website, Brianreeves.com, Brian with a Y, Reeves, <laughs> yeah, dot com and and ask me about that.
0: Well that's great. I was going to ask you um what are other ways, I guess other than your website, other ways people can find you and get a hold of
1: you. Yeah. Thank you for that. I know I jumped the gun a little bit there. Oh but... no. It's all good. Um Yeah, I'm I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook, um uh TikTok. God forbid I ever wound up <laughs> there, but there I am. Uh Brian again Brian Reeves. You can find me Brian with a y, Reeves. And my website is one stop Shopping for all those things, and you know, my book "Choose Her Every Day or Leave Her" is is on Amazon and probably where, internationally wherever you get books online. That the audio book is coming out very soon, which I'm really excited about. And um yeah, but if this conversation is has has intrigued uh, any listeners, um you know, men especially, I'm man, I'm I'm, I was such, I was such a well-intentioned idiot of a man, mm-hmm. just just because I was ignorant. I was just ignorant i just didn't know i didn't know what i didn't know and man i wish somebody would have taught me you know what i what i had to learn in my late 30s and 40s i wish someone would have taught me in my 20s yeah. but i know some men you know for con you said some men don't learn this ever in their lives mm-hmm. I, I mean i've got men in some of my 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 men's work now they're in their 60s and just beginning to learn this stuff but you know what And and they'll always say this I really wish I would have learned this a long time ago, but thank God I'm learning it now. Yeah. So, you know, um, f- 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 just just find me, reach out to me. I would love to
0: help you get where you want to go. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And it's never too late, right? It's never too late. So. It is
1: never too late until we're dead. That is too late when we're dead. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only time is kind of too late. But, but right. then we don't care
0: because we're fine. Right.
1: We're yeah. dead. We don't give a shit.
0: <laughs> exactly. Well, Brian, I want to thank you for taking the time to talk with me. Uh, I know you've got a busy schedule and uh, I know you're also vulnerable based on the work you do, but thank you for being vulnerable and sharing uh, your own personal story and, and journey. So thank you for all of that. I really appreciate it.
1: I appreciate the invite for Khan. Thanks for uh, having this conversation with him, man. I appreciate it. Well done. Thanks.
0: Thank you for tuning in to another episode. As always, please subscribe to the podcast if you enjoy the episodes or leave a comment in the comment section. I always love hearing from you. Thank you again and until next week.